0: Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience and sell anything, all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products and production, inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code, GAMESCOOP, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
2: IGN
0: Gamescoop. Sunset and Ivar 11K Code Two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special LA Noir edition of the Gamescoop podcast. I'm your host Damon Hatfield. With me is Hilary Goldstein, straight out of the '40s. <laughs> Christine Steimer is here. Hello. And uh, Rob Nelson, art director on LA Noir, is joining us. Thank you for joining us, Rob. Hi. How you doing? Uh, so you're with Rockstar. Yes. How long have you been with with Rockstar? Uh, seven years. What other titles have you worked on?
3: I worked on the Warriors. I worked mm. on Bully. I worked on Manhunt Two. Nice. Red Dead Redemption. These
0: are uh, games we've heard of before.
3: You have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ellie is
0: coming out in May. Yes. What's, yes. What's yes. That, what's, May seventeenth. May seventeenth. Yeah. Uh, so we were just uh, Hill and Christine and I were just playing it a little bit yesterday, and uh, we enjoyed it quite a bit. But Rob, uh, tell the listeners we have 50 million GameScoop listeners that you're talking right into their ears right now. All right. Tell them the three the three biggest things they need to know about Ellie Noir. All right.
3: Ellie Noir is <laughs> unlike anything you've ever played before. Yeah. Let's get on. It's unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it's going to blow your mind. There you go. No, I mean it's. Uh, I mean what if they if they don't know anything about it? It's, yeah. It's a detective game set in uh, late 1940s Los Angeles. And at uh, a time when I, uh, you know LA was going through a crazy economic boom after the Second World War, and also there was a huge sort of a criminal element at work in uh, in the city, and so you play a detective that's sort of uh, embroiled in that whole situation.
4: You know, in uh, most Rockstar games, so for example, you know, GTA or Red Dead or Bully. They're fictionalized cities that sort of take some influence from a real city. You know, Liberty City has elements of New York in it, but yeah. it's its own city. There's a lot of Liberty. But this is kind of the first time where it's a rockstar game where it's hundred percent sort of trying to, I guess, recreate not only an era but an actual city and sort of some of the monuments. What was that what was the difference like for you as the art director in doing that?
3: Well, I mean, I'm I'm an art director right. on the project. We're working in in collaboration with, with Team Bondi on this, so um which has been a amazing experience because we've sort of been able to bring, uh, some of our sensibilities and, and theirs and, uh, and work together in a, in a way that's, uh, a bit new for us, but, uh, familiar in the same way. We, you know what I mean? We work with different, uh, we have different developer studios all over the world. So, um, with, with these guys, I mean, their the research team did a tremendous amount of, uh, work, uh, on researching the city at the time, uh, the, the, the landmarks, the cars, the layout of the city, um, furniture, I mean, they're, they're quite, uh, obsessive about it. So, I mean, the, the attention to detail is pretty, pretty staggering. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really, it's not really that different. I mean, the, the layout of the city is not one-to-one with LA, but it, I think it, uh, it's, um. It, it works for gameplay purposes, and it also—you're going to see a lot of streets and uh, and landmarks that you recognize. It's a very different game for Rockstar, right? Yes. Uh, on the surface,
0: uh, when we were playing it yesterday, on the surface, it looks like uh, GTA, maybe set in the uh, '40s. Um, you're running around a you know 3D big city, and you've got your little map in the corner. Map looks very GTA-ish, but then when you actually play the game, when you are investigating crime scenes, it's very, very different. It's a lot more slower pace. It's not about running around, stealing cars, shooting people, uh, you know, taking, uh, participating in heists and stuff like that. It's much more slower pace and
3: thoughtful, and talking to people, and, and investigating and finding clues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, f- f- you're your police officer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a bit of a, a first for us. And I mean, we make open world games, but the sort of the notion of a of a sandbox game is a bit. Strangely, you know you can't you can't sort of have a narrative uh and and let people do whatever they want mm. whenever they want you know what i mean if if uh if the narrative doesn't support that so finding the balance um is you know has been uh an interesting challenge for us um it's a bit easier if you're an outlaw or something like that to be able to go on rampages but if mm. you're if you're a if you're a detective it doesn't it doesn't make so much sense so for us, the most important thing is that what you're doing as a player makes sense um, and uh, and and works with the character that you're playing without making it feel limiting for players. So I think um, we've achieved that. I mean, you feel like a police officer. You feel like a detective. You feel like you're trying to put things together and that you're going from... Crime scene to crime scene and location to location based on interviews you have and clues that you find. And I, I don't think when you play it, you're wanting for anything. There's there's plenty of action if you want it, you know, in the uh, in the regular cases that you play. And then we have side side cases as well mm-hmm. that are sort of more action oriented. But it all needs to make sense in the context of the world that we've tried to create. And I mm-hmm. think it does.
0: Yeah, no, so you, you travel around with your partner. You, yeah. you always
3: have a partner in the game? Uh... Most of the time, I guess.
0: And uh, so when you travel from scene to scene, you have the option of letting your partner drive. Yeah,
2: which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I lo- I thought that was cool because that kind of it kind of keeps the sort c- of cinematic presentation. Yeah, because like when we were playing yesterday, one time we didn't we just drove ourselves, and it's like okay, you're investigating a crime scene, and then you hop in your car and you're like running into other cars in the street and knocking over. <laughs> you were
2: you were a pretty crazy driver, didn't
0: you? <laughs> knocking over street lamps and getting into accidents, <laughs> and then like like that would never like that's, a cop would not really do that. So kind of like that sort of like pulls you out of the experience.
3: Well, yeah, I mean we have to let you. We have to let you drive the way you want to drive. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully your partner uh will speak to you accordingly if you <laughs> are driving like a, yeah. a maniac. Or if you leave him behind and take off without him. Which you know. we also did. We yeah. did that too, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> then he pulls up in another car and he's like, Thanks.
0: Yeah. For me. I, but cool. I appreciate the fact that your partner can drive and you you know there's dialogue going on.
3: Yeah, uh, if you drive cool music. Yeah. you can so you can sit and enjoy the ride or you yeah. can uh yeah, and they, they'll have conversations, generally.
0: And then in uh, one of the cases that we played yesterday, there was an instance for a car chase, which that made sense. You know, the, yeah. uh, the suspect was escaping, and so you got in a car chase. And like that, uh, a wild car chase made sense in that moment, you know. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I can just let the
3: let the partner take it. If you want. Yeah, I real. mean, I, I personally, when I play, I drive everywhere, just because yeah. I'm a bit of a control freak. Are you a good driver in the game? I'm a great driver. Okay. Yeah.
2: See, I'm a terrible driver in games, yeah. and that's why I hate it when they force you to take hold of the wheel, because I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm really bad at this, guys. Yeah, you don't, you, you want me to go do something else. Yeah,
3: well, we definitely, yeah, we definitely are trying to make sure that the options are there for as as broad a spectrum, uh, sort of a gamer as we can as we can reach. So that if you, um, you know, we, the the action elements, we've tried to make sure that they're. They're challenging, but they're not frustrating. And, you know, with with our difficulty settings and just also the way we've tuned it, it should not be, uh, we do not want it to be a sort of a frustrating experience for people that maybe haven't, you know, been mm-hmm. regularly playing games. Yeah.
0: So like, when I got in that car chase yesterday, it felt a lot like a, a GTA
3: car chase. Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't seen, a sh- uh, like, any gunfights or shootouts. So mm-hmm. those in the game as well also? Yeah.
3: Right. yeah. When when uh, when appropriate, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's shooting sections and... Uh, his fights, and foot chases as well.
2: Mm. Yes. Yeah, Hillary and I saw one case, it was a while back, but there was a it ended in a shootout. So I think yeah.
4: And it was I mean it was, you know, like Red Dead or GTA where, you know, you take cover, um, you know, there's no deadeye, but it's sort of the same control system, same aiming and shooting mechanics, so it should be pretty familiar to people by now who've played any Rockstar games. Mm. Um but it's kind of cool because it's like that's not the focus it's not like yeah, an end point where you're starting a case thinking like man I can't wait till I get to the part where I just start <laughs> right. having the shootout you know because I mean you definitely have those instances in something like GTA where sometimes you know you kind of like are kind of building towards the moment where you're going to have like sort of a big explosive shootout but you know the case we played yesterday you know just ends in a simple car chase which was uh, much more interesting seeing Damon drive <laughs> <laughs> than probably it
3: necessarily should have been <laughs> well one yeah, one of the really uh, cool things about the game—I don't know if you guys felt it playing, um, playing together yesterday—but we, we certainly feel like this around you know uh, the office and the studio when we play. It's a really e- it's a really easy game to watch other people play because um, you know you're you're going to places, you're picking up clues, you're figuring out how they relate to uh, you know whatever crime you're trying to solve. And you're asking people questions, and you're mm. trying to figure out whether they're being truthful or not. And so you have lots of backseat or or beside you on the sofa drivers, sort of telling you what what you should choose, mm. and if you choose poorly or, or wisely, you get lots of uh, you know you get lots of uh, comments on that. And then you know when the action elements come in, they're exciting, but you don't feel like you're watching somebody shoot people for for you know. Yeah, I mean, time it's like,
4: a... it really feels like I mean especially with it having a kind of like an episodic nature to the cases, I mean, it, it feels like you're watching a procedural drama on TV, so like mm-hmm. a Law & Order or, you know, uh, any of those uh, cop shows. Yeah. Um, it has a feel to it. Like when, you know, we, we played where we were doing one case, but we would just kind of each time there was a loading screen we would just pass the controller yeah. around but mm-hmm. there was never a point where I felt like oh man I wish I was in control now except yeah. maybe when Damon was driving all over the place yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, I almost grabbed the controller from you because <laughs> it pretty bad but, uh, but I mean it, like a lot of it really is just like almost like watching a TV show and that's part of it is just because the actors' faces are yeah. so lifelike in this
3: that, I mean that's really cool to hear you say that because we were just talking about that a couple of weeks ago um, you know playing through the game as we're sort of in these these final stages of it um and even as much as i've played it it still feels it still just pulls you along and we talked about it's sort of like buying a dvd set of your Mm -hmm. you know favorite tv show and then you know watching like nine or ten of them in a row until
0: Mm -hmm. late at night
3: just because it it's it it is episodic it has a sort of overarching story and uh yeah just it pulls you along in a weird way and it's um you Know it's hard to get tired of it.
2: Yeah, I think what I liked was all the episodes felt different. Like the one we played a while ago, it did end in a shootout, but then I was like, Oh no, like I really hope it's not one of those things where that's sort of like a formula mm. and it doesn't feel like that at all.
3: No, I mean, some some missions will have more action in them than others, um, but we're definitely trying to keep it really well balanced and, and keep people surprised. Um, and we and we you know, with the different with the different desks you sort of uh that you play as a detective, uh you know, whether it's uh Traffic or homicide or vice—you sort of investigating different cases and they have different themes. And yeah, we really, we really uh, tried to mix it up, and uh, I think we have.
4: I think I think what's uh, interesting is that I think for a lot of people on the outside, they f- they identify Rockstar maybe with sandbox games, right? Because they've done GTA and right. and uh, Warriors and and Bully and stuff. Um, but to me, I think the things, the two things to me that always mark any Rockstar game uh, is setting. Because if you look at it, it's like you know, so anybody else could have done a Western, but it's like, it takes Rockstar to do a Western the way that they did Red Dead, and you know, cities never felt quite the same as they did in GTA 4, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the setting here, like, has a real big impact, like, you feel like you're in the 40s, like, it feels like LA of that time before, like, the the freeways and all that kind of stuff, and sort of the big population explosion, and then the other thing is characters, like, dialogue in Rockstar games has always been a star, and characters, like, a humongous, like probably the biggest focus I think I've ever seen in a Rockstar game where it's just like so much of it is about all of these crazy characters in Noir. In Elladore, yeah. Like, I mean, remember when we were in uh, this this recent case where we were at the apartment building? we were, we were questioning. We we're questioning people, <laughs> and then we were going around to the neighbors, and like one neighbor came out, and he was wearing like a Halloween oh, yeah. mask. <laughs> he was like and, a green it's, demon like, really mask. It's, like... creepy mask. Oh. This, it's clearly a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, hey, I was just playing <laughs> with my kids. Yeah. And you're like, mm, okay. And then it's like the next one is like this woman who basically is trying to seduce you. Yeah. It's like this this older lady who just sort of like talks like There's she's a little cougar there. Yeah. Yeah, little, to pounce. Little cougar, exactly. half clearly, a lot, half intoxicated already in the, in the <laughs> afternoon. Like it's it's great to see like a lot of little characters. You know that it's kind of like one of those calling cards of a rockstar game, and that that is like really, really, really big focus in this game.
3: Yeah, well, it's I mean it's it's uh, it's sort of the 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 crux of the whole thing. I mean the, the performances have to be believable, so they've uh, you know created this technology that makes the performances believable, and then that means mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know when when writing these characters the you know whatever the whatever the actors do with them uh it it really comes through and it's 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 pretty uh it is a pretty sort of remarkable experience i mean i don't know it's, so
0: yeah can you talk about the the tech that's powering like the facial animations yeah. is that new is it like a new like uh motion capture process what what is how does that work
3: yeah it's completely new it's called uh motion motion scan and uh you know the um, the team Team Bonda and 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 uh, uh, another company that they're affiliated with have have developed this tech mm. um, for the game, really, because they wanted to make this game where you are a detective and you can try and tell whether people are lying or not. Mm. And uh, it would be very difficult to do that with sort of traditional techniques or the techniques available at the time. So. Um, yeah, it's it's completely new and it involves um, uh, actors going into a a big room with lots of cameras around them and we basically do we, we scan their performance and so, I mean, you can scan a static 3D object a, a lot of companies do that right now to create their models of cars or people or whatever but we're actually scanning the performance of the actor hmm. and uh, it allows us to get tons and tons and tons of footage um, which would be fairly time consuming to create through to the, you know traditional animation means and it means that the performances are the actors
4: so like basically when i'm questioning somebody and i'm looking at you know their faces they're responding all their yeah. eye movements like every kind of facial tick whatever it is that's all 100% what the actor is doing
3: absolutely yeah um, i mean you'll recognize you'll recognize Actors, maybe if you've seen other things you play the it. game, and it, it's weird. Like, I mean, obviously, our, our, um, you know, our, our uh, leading man is uh, p- people recognize him from a popular TV yeah, show, a little show, yeah. But um, you know, you'll see a lot. I mean, it's a huge cast, and so you go to interview somebody, you're like, oh, that's that guy from. Hopefully, you don't. Hopefully, you don't think that for long, and you're like, yeah. oh no, this is the guy that, that. Honestly, they all seem
4: like actors who were a suspect on a Law and Order episode at some point in time.
3: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, it's
0: it's not a secret who uh, the like, lead. Uh, no, 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 no so not So he's at all, he's on Mad Men. If, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I Aaron is great. But he's I didn't great. know that when I went and played yesterday, and I totally recognized him. Like it's yeah. yeah. It a few so minutes later, you're like wait a minute, but, is yeah, this? I totally know this guy. This guy from uh, Mad Men. Uh, are there any other actors that we'd recognize
3: from? Oh man, I mean, yeah, but I'll just let you. Okay. You know. Let's find out on our own. Yeah. It's good. But yes, definitely there are. I mean, it was just—it's a big cast, and so yeah. that's what—that's what happens when you do a, a, you know, big production like this. But um, yeah, it's—it's. It's, I still remember the first time that I saw these heads, and it's—it's uh, it's cool, you know what I mean? When you when you see it in the in the trailers and stuff like that. But I, I still think once people start playing the game and they realize that this is no, this is throughout the whole game. It's mm-hmm. in it's in the world when you're walking around. It's, you know, it's everywhere.
4: It, I guess I'm curious from an art side of things. Uh, it's got to be really different because uh, I heard that even, you know, if somebody were say have been roughed up, like they actually had to put actual makeup on the actor's face. Yeah. So is that something different where it's this isn't something where you kind of watch a cutscene and go like, hey, we, you know, we need to kind of add more blush to this person's cheeks. Like everything has to be figured out and put on a live actor ahead of time.
3: Yeah, it definitely comes with a, a unique set of, of challenges for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a totally different tech, and so we just have to adapt to it. So where we make up time, you know, on on, uh, on recording footage, we have to be careful, you know, and plan ahead uh, for other things. But, yeah, we had uh, hairstylists and makeup artists and, mm. and everything. Like, you know, all, all the actors had to go in and, and get prepped as, as they would for a movie with this.
0: Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what an art director uh, does specifically on a game and then maybe, like, does technology like this facial scanning technology is that changing? Like
3: what art directors are going to be doing in the future? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's there's different. I think there's different kinds of art directors mm-hmm. in in games. I mean, there's there's several on this project, and some of them will focus on um, the world and making sure that the you know whatever world we're trying to create is is uh, believable and in this case um, as accurate and authentic to the, the time period that we're trying to create as. Makes sense for the game, mm. um, and then there's there's uh, you know our directors that'll focus more on uh, animation and uh, characters and, and things like that, and so I, I guess I sort of fall into the the latter category. I focus a lot on uh, animation and uh, flow and and game design a lot. So. Mm. Um, I I don't really think I mean you're you're saying what does this tech do? Well yeah, does it ruin so my job, traditionally sort of wouldn't an, would an, an, <laughs> an, would an, an
0: animator would in the past would like animate the character's face right?
3: Yeah, I mean it's all it, it it's not really because the thing I think the thing about art directors in games is they have to be very flexible and be able to adapt because stuff like this happens all the time where a job that you were doing before is mm-hmm. no longer necessary. You Robots know, we, do it now. Yeah, we used to animate by hand and now we animate on on computers and it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no one's not better than the other, the, you know what I mean? You just have to adapt and take whatever fundamental skills you have and apply them to the new media. So, in this case, um, you know, we don't have to focus as much attention on does this actually look like a real face because it is a real face, but we have to focus attention on, you know, it does it sit with the does it does it sit in the world properly? Is it, you know, is uh is the performance reading so not really, you just you just Adjust your focus and enjoy it because anything that takes um, takes some of the burden off you and what you have to manage, mm-hmm. as in, does this does his face look real? Well, that's sort of taken care of, then we can focus on mm-hmm. other things. Sure.
0: So, a big part of the game, you're you saying, is questioning uh, persons of interest. Yeah. And you're hoping that the this uh, more realistic facial animation will be able to let your, your. The player is supposed to be able to, like, sort of get a, a yeah, read we, on them, there's
3: right? No, you, no hoping. I mean, you know, it's just, it's something that you, you see it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think we're all, you know, people are very, you know, in in tune with reading facial expressions because we've been doing it all our lives. And so even as, you know, someone responsible for overseeing facial animations on games in the past, I mean, there's only so much that you can actually pick up, um, and apply, like if I was, if I was directing an animator to, you know, try and get someone to look like they were lying that you could, you could get at a certain, you know, a certain part of the way there, but there's so much subtle stuff that's, that's going on in our faces when we speak that we just instinctively pick up on, um, you just you just see it when you're here.
4: Well, I ask a lot of an animator anyway, because you know an actor is trained their entire life to sort of be able right. to put those subtleties into performance, where you know animators aren't actors; they don't have yeah. necessarily that skill set. But you're mm. so sometimes uh, I mean I think you see it sometimes in games where it's like faces give too much of a tell, you yeah. know, where it's like they want to show that somebody's lying about something, yeah. and it's sort of they put it in a way that you kind of go like, oh yeah, I get it, I get it. This guy's lying. I got it. I, you know,
3: I, it's hard. I mean, faces are one of the faces are one of the hardest things to do and and to get right. So, I mean, penises too. Penises are also very difficult. Y- luckily, those are uh, luckily, traditionally the two hardest. I can, things. I can
4: confirm. I think you guys got vaginas pretty well handled in Lenoir. Yeah, so. yeah. They,
3: we we did uh, <laughs> did true. so. You know, not not me personally, but the <laughs> You <team>, are overseeing <laughs> the vaginas. Yeah, did uh, relentless amount of research on yeah, right. on that <laughs> sure. subject. Mm-hmm. I think that the. They're are period appropriate. No, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. We saw
0: some we saw some vaginas yesterday when we were playing.
2: Well, they were boobs as well.
0: Yeah. 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 It's not everything.
4: They happen to be on naked girls, but you know, you take what you can get.
0: <laughs> dead naked girls.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say well, of course they're <laughs> naked girls. <laughs> That's <true>. so <laughs> I guess dead naked girls is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that they were dead. Yeah. Because then I don't feel guilty.
2: <laughs> Awkward.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, so what is, you start out. Uh, What's the sort of the progression of the game? You go from like case to case and even desk to desk, right? So that's where, right. where
3: do you start in the in the beginning of the game? You start out as a beat cop working patrol. And uh you know, very quickly you you play the character of uh, Cole Phelps and he's a World War 2 veteran decorated uh war hero. Very ambitious guy and so very quickly he, he sort of uh you him the character that is the two of you together The lines are blurred <laughs> uh, sort of catches the attention of the of the brass and uh you know you're you're promoted to a detective mm. and then as a detective, you work through different desks in the uh in the l a p d from traffic to homicide vice to so on. I
4: think uh, people who know Aaron Staten from Mad Men mm-hmm. uh, might have a hard time imagining him sort of being like a hard-boiled cop, because uh, he's sort of like happy-go-lucky Ken Cosgrove. I mean, yeah. um, How do you feel like he turned out in the game?
3: Yeah, I mean, it might feel like that for 30 seconds, and then they see him. He's a great actor, so yeah. there's no... I mean, to me, it'd be weird to see him as a Ken Cosgrove now. Not for long, you know what I mean? And I just think, you know, that that's with any... Any actor, you know, particularly big ones, as you were, you know, if they're going to be in a film playing a character that you know, are you going to be able to get past that actor? Are you going to be able to get past Tom Cruise and mm-hmm. and, and buy him as whatever? Yeah. Um, and I, I, think I usually can't, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's a problem with with uh, I guess working with huge stars or people that are really uh, you know sort of uh, tied to a certain role. But I think with with Aaron. I mean, Cole is a complicated, complicated man. And, uh, we, you know, we looked really hard when we, we didn't go get, get us the cast of Mad Men. (laughs) It was really, we looked at a lot of people and he just happened to be somebody who's, um, who's real. We, you know, uh, saw and liked. And, uh, we really made sure that he was right for the part before we, um, before we went forward, Hillary, you screen tested for the role of Cole, didn't you?
4: Uh, yeah, and I'm a little bit disappointed yeah. um, that I didn't get it, uh, but it's
3: because close.
4: my face always looks like it's lying, even <laughs> yeah. when I'm telling the truth. Right now, so, yeah. But, but game- you are lying right now yeah. you actually didn't screen test for the game. Oh. I was going to say, from a gameplay pr- perspective, I just couldn't be used <laughs> because people wouldn't be able to ever look at my face and be like, oh, that guy's telling the truth. They'd, right. they'd always be like, that guy's got to be lying. Yeah. And I had to screw the game for people. They'd never get that perfect score. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Did people submit to you or did you look at people like look at actors submit and then <laughs> yes exactly like that and okay. then like go approach them or how Oh uh, they... no
3: we, we you know you do a you do a, a, a casting calling work with the casting mm. agency and they bring in actors and do auditions and we look at screen tests after screen test after screen test and people did any like, of them back. think
2: it was strange like i mean does aaron like does he play video games does aaron he, plays you know? video
3: games yeah aaron's really cool because he he got it right away and he was into it and uh you know that that's also very helpful when you know when the cast gets gets what you're doing and and knows that it's just as valid uh sort of an endeavor as any any you know film or tv project that they're working on so that's that's important to us and you know games have come a long way in a short while and so i mean i mean you know, a few years ago, it was a little, maybe a little bit, a little bit different, but I think everybody pretty much gets it now. So, um, so, and a lot of them are familiar with the motion capture process, which was the first, you know, the first sort of step in this and a little bit weird when they, they get the suit on and they come out, but at least that's, um, familiar. And it's sort of like, uh, theater in a way, the mocap process, because there's a, a lot of people around you and you you're you're sort of uh doing these long scenes with other actors and so once they get past the the suits that they're in and the and the strange environment with all the infrared lights um it's cool but the the DA process the motion scanning process is, was a bit of a trip for a lot of people I think cuz you're in this like 2001 Mm-hmm. Space Odyssey ruined it looks
2: totally scary
3: yeah oh you've seen it it's not <laughs> well, well it's just on the pictures.
2: videos that they've released okay. they've had some
3: yeah so or at least intimidated. you're in there
2: <laughs> no I'm just like looking I'm like I'd be really intimidated like uh, sitting in a chair like surrounded by cameras white lights like
3: yeah <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> I mean, so we we do everything that we can to make you know to make them feel comfortable it's what what you need to do to, to capture the performance but it's uh, you know it definitely requires actors to be to be skilled and to be able to transport themselves where they need to be when they're when they're doing this stuff and so, so i think you know they might have thought that was a bit weird but you know i think everybody's super into it and when you see yourself in mm. in a game it's a it's a crazy experience mm. and so you
0: had multiple actors in the room at the same time having filming their scenes together
3: uh doing motion capture the da process is a sort of a solo a solo. Process. okay so when
0: like cole and his partner are talking to each other those those two parts were recorded separately
3: uh yeah, well, they, you record. We we do them first in, in motion capture. They do them together, and mm. then you do some. It's basically called ADR, where you sort of you know you redo the you redo the performance uh, afterwards to the original performance. I see. Just to get the audio over it, so they're uh, lip syncing to, 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 to the, audio themselves? In the like No, no, no. It's just the, to get the timing right and okay. and everything. Cool. Everything from the original.
0: So when you're questioning people in the game, you know you ask them a question, they give you their answer, and then you have the t- it's your time to like decide whether or not they think they're telling the truth. Yeah, or, they're lying. And in that scene, they're like kind of fidgeting or whatever, just being like neutral. Yeah, they're neutral. So I guess that was that weird for the actors. Like they're okay. Now we're gonna film what five minutes of you just sort of fidgeting
3: in your chair and yeah, thinking I mean, of your your motivation. Yeah, they had to they they had to work it out, and it's great the different, you know, because we didn't we don't have a it it's not really a neutral expression. It's basically you ask you ask somebody a question, they give you a response, and then they they wait for you to mm-hmm. choose where you're going to do it. Branches, the game is constantly branching during conversations and during uh cases when you're going to locations. So that's a really cool thing we haven't really talked about with it is just the choice. And so when they an- when you know when they answer these questions, then they sit there and they sit there confidently or they sit there nervously or mm-hmm. they sit there uh, being irritable just just depends on it just depends on the tone of the interview and it depends on the questions that you ask their mood and so um you know was it weird for them I, I i don't think so i mean it's processed back and forth between the actor and the director and you're like okay well this this is what's really happened and this is the answer that you're giving him and, and how you know what i mean how are you how are you feeling about that? So, yeah, I mean, we, we capture idols, basically. Mm, gotcha. And so that's that's also what's
0: happening underneath, like, under the hood, so to speak. Like, when you're in your police station and you're with your captain there and you're talking to your partner. Yeah. When a character isn't talking, they're basically in an idol animation, right? Yes. Until you speak with them and then that triggers, like, that performance. Yes.
3: I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and a, a lot of effort was uh, put into getting those things to blend seamlessly. So you just feel like it's, you know, it's a person that you're, you're speaking to. Mm-hmm.
0: So, with three months out from launch, like a, what, what,
3: what are you working on at this point? What, um, you know, polish really. Uh, it's a massive, and I, I mean really, it's a massive, massive game. It's sort of, you know, I think the largest um, end-to-end narrative that we've ever undertaken. Because there are, like we talked about, there's there's action bits, um, but the game is hugely story-driven and you know not only do we have sort of traditional cut scenes but we have so many interviews per case that mm-hmm. branch in different directions so all of those are basically scenes interactive scenes and you know in the in the old days like whatever a few years ago you'd come to a cut scene you'd you know you'd walk up to an area and it would fade to black and you might walk into you might walk into a, a room where there's going to be a cutscene with four people, and you walk into the room, and it's empty. Fades to black, fades up, your character walks in, there's four people, and you have a conversation in the cutscene, and then you walk out, fades to black, and pick you up on the street. And we don't, can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to do that anymore. So, if people are walking up to a room in-game, they want to see those four people sitting at the table having that conversation, and they want to walk right into it, and the camera maybe cuts, or they walk into it, and the conversation continues, and then the character walks out, and you're in control of him again. And that happens over and over and over and over again in this game, and we are working very hard to make sure that it flows, and that you feel like when you're walking into an office building or a house for the first time, and you walk up to somebody, it feels like you're just walking up to them, and all of a sudden you're knocking on their door, or you're asking them your leading question, they answer you, and then you're back looking at your notebook, and you're just swept along by it. And so there's a lot of a lot of work and a lot of tuning that goes into making that feel right for people. Mm-hmm. And then you want to make sure that once you've talked to people um, for your sort of opening statement, you go around, look around their house and investigate things. When you come back, you don't talk to them until you initiate the conversation, until you're ready. So just, just balancing that, and making sure that it feels natural so that nobody thinks about that stuff. Nobody thinks about it, you know, that, it, um, that it's anything but engaging. Sure.
4: Uh, one of the games, you know, it's hard to find games really to compare this to. Um, but I guess one that some people will is kind of the heavy rain. Um, not that you're sitting around uh, trying to figure out how to drink orange juice or yeah. set a table. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I guess maybe It'd be very in terms difficult. of yeah, <laughs> uh, harder than you think. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even opening a sliding door. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe it's uh, because it's a little bit more cerebral. Uh, a little bit of the same kind of pacing in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and that it is character driven, even if the story is really flawed. And Heavy Rain, I mean, how do you like see that kind of comparison? Is it um, a good kind of correlation? Or... I,
3: I guess on the surface, you can you can see where the comparison would be made, but I think when when people start playing, um, that'll fall away pretty quick. Uh, you know what I mean? Other than it's, uh, you know, other than the, the reasons you've mentioned, I mean, this is a this is. We've really tried to blend uh, classic, you know, a few different classic gameplay elements. We want it to feel like you're controlling a character and the third person the way we're used to doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was, you know, early on, that was one of the things that really struck me about this game. Was I mean, the heads and stuff like that are incredible, and we couldn't do this without them. But I think the... Um, The smoothness that we're able to blend in and out of different, you know, gameplay modes or whatever, if you will, like the investigation is a huge part of it. And so walking around a crime scene, and picking up clues, you know, it just sort of, you you go and pick up a pen, and it cuts down, and you're looking at your hand, and you can manipulate the pen. And if you manipulate it a certain way it'll zoom in further and you can Mm -hmm. read the the logo on the pen which might give you a piece of information and then it comes back to you you know to you standing there and then you can open up your notebook which comes out and you're looking at your notebook turning the pages in it and reading the evidence and then you're back and it the whole thing feels very natural it feels you know um no different than pulling out your weapons and equipping them or whatever and and, uh, uh i think that's a huge achievement for us I and mean, it's something we worked really hard at and spent a lot of time on was just getting these sort of separate elements from different styles of game to work together in a new way that is uh refreshing for people and i i think that you know you guys played it i, I
0: yeah I, I, I was really impressed with the way that crime scene stuff was handled uh, i also liked how when you're walking around a crime scene there's audio cues to let you know when something of interest is nearby yeah you'll hear a little
3: piano plink yeah to know, that, oh, I should probably look at this bloodstained stained shirt <laughs> thing right in front of yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> and there's different. I mean, like I said, there's different, uh, different um, difficulty modes, and some, you know, some have uh, red herring clues, things that don't help mm-hmm. you at all, and you can pick them up and examine them, and and uh, then other things are are very significant, and some things you you could find but don't need to. So, I mean, it's sort of, uh, and sometimes if you don't find certain things, you won't end up. Even going certain places, but you'll still sort of get through the case. So there is, you know, people talk about a lot about replayability. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of replayability in this game if 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 that's what you're into. Mm.
0: Well, so it took us like an hour to play one case yesterday. Yeah. There are what twenty cases in the game?
3: Something? Uh, yeah, I think uh, twenty, twenty-two, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So you were thinking twenty
0: twenty-ish hours if we were just gonna play through.
3: Yeah, some take cases. some take longer than an hour. Yeah. Uh you know what I mean. Some some take a little bit less, but some take significantly more. So it's 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 a long, rich game for there's, sure.
0: There's even extra stuff to do outside of just the case progression. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we have we have something called unassigned cases, and that's uh, just sort of street crime. So, um, as you're driving around from from location to location, you'll get a call on the radio saying there's a, you know, crime in progress at such and such an address, and you go there and uh, And those are more action-oriented little side missions that you can do. They're a lot of fun.
4: Uh, And you know, I think one of the other comparisons you can make is maybe that this is very much like uh, an old-school adventure game Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, with just kind of like modern technology. Yeah. But I guess the difference is that this is very, very grounded in reality, uh, probably more than any other Rockstar game. Yeah. Um, And so that. Uh, it has the same stuff that adventure games have, except that it doesn't have, like, kind of the ridiculous leaps of logic. Like, yeah. Christine, you're, you're, you play a lot of adventure games. What are some of the awesome leaps of logic that you've had to make <laughs> in your day?
2: Um, being able to go back and forth across a ravine on a rope with a rubber chicken at the pulley in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you know, like classic things from Monkey Island, like, just yeah. really wacky things that you would never in a million years guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you only
3: come to the conclusion by randomly. T- yeah, it's randomly, randomly placing putting things us. together yeah. or yeah. whatever. No, I, I, yeah, definitely I spent I spent some time on the uh on the Lucas hint line as a young before the uh before the internet I definitely Yeah and and then when you find out what it is you're just like, you're what? You're
1: like what? How I mean, would you ever not, get that? that yeah.
3: It's not cool. But no. that's that doesn't seem but to be does, the type a, yeah. of game yeah. that this is. No, 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 not it's more logical. But there's you know, we definitely we we love those games and not all of them were ridiculous you know i mean mist and, and, and different yeah. games like that and and sort of all of those games were you know really influential uh to us and we just wanted to make something that felt like that but also felt like um you know the modern sort of action adventure games that we're used to playing so uh, you know i really do think it's something that uh it's crazy and it's something that people haven't seen before
0: even though, so even though you're like moving from case to case, yeah. there's an overall story
3: arc yeah, involving yes. a serial killer. Uh, really no, I mean, well, that's one. I mean, okay. I, I guess like you could say there's a, there's a few sort of o- overarching plots. Mm. There really are. There's there's a few, and they sort of interweave. So, you know, each of the cases, I would say, totally stands alone. You know, it's very episodic, and um, depending on the case, it'll have. Um, more or less sort of information that ties into this into these arcs and some of them start and finish you know over six or seven cases some of them start and finish over 10 you know what i mean and so but yeah there's a few there's a few there's one one big one and then a few sort of uh a few sort of s- sub arcs so it's definitely very it's definitely a very deep and uh uh well well thought out plot
2: i have a question about the side missions you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. so for me and damon who don't want to drive yes mm-hmm. theoretically we can't, can't take over himself. the car to go to those side missions right or is there oh. some way well, to like have
0: to do in that
3: case yeah
2: is that is that something where you have to drive over yourself to that side mission is there you, a way to like trigger your partner to go there
3: no i mean no because that would be annoying if your partner was like no oh, no no, gonna, no like an option or something not like <laughs> no. he would do it but you I know, you, you know you... he could
2: ask you whether or not you want to go
3: no it's something that you sort of you, you, sort ha- of you initiate yourself yeah, so you might have okay to we may just to drive. have to do that a little Damn. bit that's okay
4: yeah it's a video game Christine. you actually have to do <laughs> stuff in it yeah.
3: Yeah. that's how you they were really tried to make it yeah i mean it's there's as much in there as you as you want to get out of it but yeah it's but they are action things so if you don't like driving then you I like shooting I
2: like punching
3: Oh yeah, I don't like uh, driving. we
2: didn't even mention
0: fighting scenes in the game. Sometimes you'll get in uh, fist fights. Yes, with characters. Yes, that's fun. We did that yesterday too.
2: I like action stuff. I'm just not. I'm just not a big driver
0: that driving fan because and...
2: I was just I'm really really bad at it. So I'm like Damon, and I'm going to be all over the road <laughs> crashing into everything.
0: <laughs> I I agree that that is fun. It uh, is fun. I'm just like, meaning like from like a from like a I want like a cinematic experience like yeah. that that doesn't really fit into the yeah. reality. You're but, like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, no, I'm it's, really uh, bad
3: at this. Oh, your your driving doesn't fit into. Yes, to, like, yeah, does I, I could never you? really be a
0: cop and drive this way. <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: wouldn't be a cop for very long. Yeah, but then if we if we if we brought brought the patrol cars out and took you in, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. you'd be really mad. You'd be like, you guys are wrecking my shit. So, you know, we kind of. It's tough. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. It's tough to please everybody with yeah. these. Uh... <laughs>
4: you don't want to be like uh, the original mafia, where you get speeding tickets every time you to drive. The no, city, I mean it.
3: It really is. A th- it really is. Uh, you know, finding a balance with yeah. these open world games, and I think uh, you know when you're when you're playing a cop, you need to feel like you're a cop, but you don't want to be sort of. Penalize every step of the way if you're not necessarily the best best driver. So, you know Finding the balance is important. Sure. All
4: right So if uh, if the actors have to wear sort of like their makeup and be made up the way that they're gonna look uh, Yeah Does that mean that you have to do a shitload of makeup work to make the zombie DLC?
3: Yeah Uh, (laughs) The Zombie DLC Yes, we would.
0: Yes. Really, uh, it's going to be the most realistic zombie expressions in, in games ever.
4: Is this zombie lying to me or not? Yeah, the, the
3: interrogation will be really, really
0: interesting. i that one. Uh, well, I, I really didn't have any ex- expectations about Ellie Noir before I played it yesterday, but after uh, after playing it for about an hour, it went. It's, it's one of my most anticipated games of the year. I wow, really well, that's, it. That's really uh, really nice to hear. Yeah, it's looking really good, and I'm excited for It's coming
2: one. out right around my birthday. There you
0: go. Wow. Nice little Happy birthday, birthday to me. <laughs> uh, they did that on purpose.
2: I know. I called them and asked them. To yeah. do that.
0: Hillary, <laughs> Christine. any uh, final questions?
4: Uh. I mean, I guess my question would be, this is a really different kind of game. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think especially, you know, coming from Rockstar where people kind of expect a GTA sort of sandbox experience where it's really about either being bad or, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of like being immoral um, to like playing a cop, being pretty, you know, straight laced, uh, being like the good cop on the force Mm -hmm. uh, and having it not be like focused on the action stuff. What kind of... Uh, reaction are you expecting from like the fans
3: um i i expect i expect you know i expect and hope that you know they'll have the same sort of reaction that that you guys have had which is one of sort of uh just being being pleasantly surprised not that it's you know not that it's uh unlike our other games because i think those games uh do exactly what we wanted them to do, but just that we're consistent and that whatever story we're trying to tell, we, we treat it with a lot of respect and we want to make sure that people feel like these worlds are truly immersive and that's, that goes further than just making sure that the world feels right and you know, the whole experience, every aspect of the experience needs to feel, um, appropriate. And so in this case being, you know being bad and stuff like that doesn't make sense and I think if people could do it they'd think that the game doesn't make sense so you know I I just hope that people um, really love it and see it for what it is which is something uh, truly unique and different and new and uh, they just enjoy it
0: yeah I'm excited thanks for uh, coming by to talk to us about it Sarah. thanks very much man. and uh, good luck finishing up the game thank you Ellie Noir is out May 17th looking forward to it
2: podcasting about each and every one
0: never seen Buffy before we will protect you our podcast is spoiler free so first-time viewers can listen along safely
2: ever thought to yourself I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy <laughs> your search is at an <laughs> end my friend because
0: we did exactly that so if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time come over and join us Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.